0: oh here goes and welcome to the 98th episode of throwback hoops woody v is in the house please follow the show on youtube and wherever you listen to your podcast we appreciate everyone's ongoing support and as always i'm joined by my main man robbie clayton what's up dog
1: what's up Woods? Well, great to be back mate um very warm day in sydney as the next few we're gonna be so apologies for this kind of annoying fan above me but it's either that or i sweat my way through the show so hopefully it's not too distracting anyway
0: yeah it is really hot man i think we're in for a hot summer as well aren't we
1: yeah i think so they're saying 43 i think in you know, where we are sort of on saturday so given we're like just in one week into summer it's um, a brutal one ahead i think
0: you're okay, looking forward to a day in the field playing cricket then, mate. Yeah,
1: good, good luck with that. I'll be <laughs> inside right. in the air conditioning. <laughs> All
0: right, let's get into it then, shall we, man? Um, that's, that's so a bit of a Philadelphia 76ers team today, I see. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you get into it with us and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah?
1: I know you're not big on knowing people from numbers, so I'm wondering if you know these two yet, so I'll, um, I'll talk a little bit about them. I don't think you do, right? But no. Way, let's get up to, into them. So... Well, the one I'm hanging behind me, um, it's an, so a couple of old school champion jerseys today with some connections to the Seattle Sonic. So the one I'm hanging behind me today is an Eric Snow Black 76ers jersey. today. So I know you're liking that one. We had Love some, Eric some snow, feedback bro. last week, like Keon Clark, where did that come from? So I thought I'd continue that theme with a bit of Eric Snow. So um, a little bit on Snow, I played 14 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of Michigan State by the Bucks at pick 43 in the 95 draft. Um, Traded on draft night to the Sonics um, and went on to play with the Sonics, 76ers, and Cavs. Um, certainly known as a defender, he made one All Defensive Team in 2003. Um, now 50 years old, um, he always looked young. I thought Eric Snow, but yeah, now 50. Um, he's had a number of college assistant coaching roles since retiring. Um, what are your, your memories on Mr. Snow? There words?
0: I loved, loved him on those Philly teams, man. You know that's that's what I remember most, right? Uh, with with AI and and Dikembe, and I think mm-hmm. Thaddeus Young as well together yeah. on the same team, right? Like. Um, I just remember him being like a, a great game manager, someone who made the right decisions, made the right basketball play. If I'm not mistaken, he's been doing some work with Overtime Elite. Did we see him on that documentary v- briefly?
1: Mm, um,
0: uh, yeah, not sure. not sure. Maybe. I've seen him recently on a documentary somewhere. Yeah, but, he's certainly yeah. involved
1: in coaching, so yeah, he could have been. He could have popped up on something like that. So, yeah.
0: yeah, Big fan, though. Really enjoyed his game. Did you
1: know I had an Eric Snow jersey? No, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. No. Well, we'll continue. A very obscure one here. Very, very rare one, this one. Not as obscure a player, but the one I'm rocking today... In fact, I'll stand up and show you so you can see the name on the back and then I'll talk a bit about this guy, right?
0: And Robbie's wearing the number 33 Philadelphia Sixers Hersey Hawkins jersey. Love me some Hersey, man.
1: I know you're liking this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Funny story about this, Woods. I planned to wear this one today. You know, I'm normally pretty organized in my various jersey wardrobes. I could not find this one. I'm like, am I tripping? Did I not get this? And eventually found it. It was kind of squashed behind another one. But really liking this jersey. I've got the same uh, Sean Bradley in exactly the same style there. So um, a little bit about Hersey Hawkins. As I mentioned, this is a a Red 76ers champion jersey. Um, He played 13 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of Bradley at pick six in an 88 draft by the Clippers. Um, He was also uh, trained on draft night being sent to the 76ers um, went on to play with Philly Charlotte Seattle and Chicago so don't quite remember him with Chicago towards the end no. anyway um, he was an all-star one-time all-star in 1991 as a member of the Sixers um, also had a great collegiate career where he's in the College Basketball Hall of Fame so he's currently 57 years age of age and works in the Portland Trailblazers front office um, so interesting fact about both these guys Woods, they both won NBA sportsmanship awards so Hawkins won it in 99 Eric Snow won it the next year in 2000 right. so yeah I know you're a big fan of the hawk there Woods. so what were your
0: thoughts on this guy uh, obviously that finals run with sean kemp detlef schramm gary payton they you know provided a really great nucleus there right um yeah. so i remember him most fondly uh, with his uh time in in in, in seattle man and just uh, some guy who could just get a bucket man you know in those early careers he was a 20 point per game scorer and then he changed his game a little bit when he went into seattle and he was able to just fit into more of a role right and i remember him his scoring averages dropped a little bit when he went to Seattle from Philly, right? Yep. But he was still able to contribute to to that team and uh, he, f- he fitted in nicely with those other guys I just mentioned, right?
1: No, 100%. I guess it's good to have that one-time All-Star on his resume as well, which is pretty cool there. So, yeah, as I said, still involved in the game. He's in the, the you know some sort of office role there with the Portland Trailblazers, so still very much amongst, amongst it there. So, um, yeah, that's my trip down memory lane with these Philly ones. Two and, great man, choices, man. Yeah, nice. I'm glad you like them. And, um, yeah, tell us what you got today so you're yeah, up the sure.
0: Bulls gear. Yeah, man, we're going to talk about the Bulls later so I thought wear the bulls hat and uh you like this one.
1: Sounds good. So Woods are standing up wearing the bulls number one. Nice Derek Rose jersey. Nice on there Woods. I'm, I'm liking that you've got Hawks' pants on, though, Woods, you didn't compare the Hawks' pants like on. Got, yeah, got the a Hawks' nice, pants nice, on. Nice jersey. And someone that's still involved in the league, right?
0: Yeah, 15 years in the league, man. And mm-hmm. despite, um, you know, various different injuries over the year, his longevity has been amazing. He's been able to rediscover himself, much like a, a Vince Carter did late in his career. Um, but, yeah, first round, first overall pick in the 2008 draft, um, selected by Chicago, and he's obviously from Chicago, which was, you know, really... A, uh, a, a great thing that he got to play for his home home city, you know. Um, yeah, and obviously um, eight years at Chicago, two stints at the New York Knicks, Cleveland Cavaliers, Minnesota Timberwolves, Detroit Pistons, and currently uh, uh, due to uh, the, the raft of injuries and, and people being out for... For uh, uh, Memphis, he's actually playing a role, right? So, um, yeah, one-time Most Valuable Player in 2011, three-time NBA All-Star, All-NBA First Teamer in 2011, NBA Rookie of the Year 2009, NBA All-Rookie First Team in 2009, McDonald's All-American, man. So, um, he's, he's going to go down in, in folklore and end up in the Hall of Fame, I would say. Is that is that fair to say? Am I no, am I, I, I don't am, know. No, am I stretching no, I that a bit? Am I stretching that a
1: bit? Be it was one of those ones I was going to ask you as soon as I saw you wearing that. He's that going to be that ultimate debate? I think I don't think there's been. I uh, can correct me if I'm wrong. Someone can fact check me. There hasn't been a lot of people that have won MVPs that haven't made the Hall of Fame. He's going to be the first one that comes really close. I think. I think the longevity might come into play. He's obviously bouncing, bouncing around. Now it's funny. I forgot that you played with Minnesota when you mentioned that before. I remember the run with Detroit and everything. It will be interesting to see, I think. Um, You know, it's obviously, it's very admirable that he's continued to play and carve out a different role in the second half of his career, but... Yeah, I mean, if you would have been asked that question, you know, when he was having that MVP season, he was just a, a you know highlight reel, wasn't he? Just some of the stuff he did, those runs at Chicago. You would have said he's an absolute lock for Hall of Fame, but I think he's going to be an interesting case. This will be one to kind of watch this space when he retires there. But um, geez, he was fun those first few years. I'm just sort of picturing him, you know, knifing through the the paint and sort of twisting his body. He was super athletic. Um, and it was that era of some really great point guards, wasn't it? Sort of those early you know 2010s and stuff like that. So, nah, um, it was someone I, I definitely liked back in the day, and it's yeah, it's. Um, a good one
0: to, to rock today. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, we're Chicago Bulls team, so I thought, let's let's, let's rock some Chicago gear today, right? And my wife like this hat, so, I, sure. you know. Well, I've, I've, got, I've got a Rose Chicago Bulls jersey as
1: well, but mine's a Jalen Rose one. So oh, sick. I've got, never I've, worn I've this before, Rose actually.
0: No. Actually, shout out to Matt Beatross. He sent us a question today, a fan of the show, mm-hmm. and I got a haircut from him the other day. He's got jerseys all over his uh, barbershop, and he's like, Woods, man, I've nice. never been able to get my hands on a Derrick Rose jersey, so Matt, I'm going to give you this jersey, man going to give it to you. Very, very so When I see you next, man, this jersey's yours. Only worn once, right? So <laughs> let's get into it then, shall we, Ben?
1: Sounds good, bro. Let's do it.
0: All right. I want to talk about the in-season tournament so far. Um you been keeping an eye on things?
1: Yeah, I have. Um, it's an interesting one. I wasn't quite sure how I felt about it at the start of the season. I think... Maybe like a lot of people, it was a little bit confusing, you know, these games counting and everything else like that. But I've got to say, I think it's been pretty successful. Um, I'll get, obviously get your thoughts in a bit, but, um, you yeah, know, it certainly generated a lot of buzz around the league. Um, I like the idea with the different courts. I think it's good that you can sort of tune into a game and you know straight away that it's an in-season tournament game, right? There's no confusion, oh, is this an in-season tournament or a normal game? There, You know straight away <clears throat> with some of these wacky court designs they've got. <clears throat> um, obviously we've got some semi-finals coming up um the Bucks playing the Pacers and Pels and Lakers so looking forward to follow those um it's been interesting with some less game days this week hasn't there a few sort of days off and short games but um I know you'll give your thoughts but for me I'm really hoping the underdog Pacers win it obviously you know the Pels are a bit of an underdog as well but yeah I'll be uh, be cheering on the Pacers I think but yeah what are your thoughts man we'll let's just
0: quickly get into the results I know you mentioned a hmm. few but uh the Pacers played the Celtics in the first quarter final you just mentioned the Pacers went through yeah. and then the Bucks played uh New York, the New York Knicks um uh, in the in the other bracket, and uh, so it's going to be Pacers versus Bucks, and then the Pelicans beat the Sacramento Kings, and the Lakers beat the Suns. So you got the Lakers and the Pelicans on one side of the draft, on one side of the draw, and the Bucks and the Pacers on the other side of the. Race. Hey, what's your
1: yeah. over and under for that Bucks and Pacers game? Like three hundred? Ooh. it's got to be pushing three hundred, yeah. I reckon, for a game like that. I mean, both teams don't play any D, and that's going yeah. to be a high-scoring, fun game to watch. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean. You're next, man, against those Bucks. I think what finally Julius Randle at forty piece I was going to message you yesterday. And say, yeah. Are you going to um,
1: issue an official apology to Julius Randle? <laughs> you, he was player of the week last week. As well, yeah, so he's, he's been he's playing really well. Back in form,
0: yeah. He's been playing well. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually very concerned about that Bucks defense, man. That's one thing that's that's holding them back. And that that win to I mean Kristaps Spazingis is a big miss. You yep. know him not playing is. I think Celtics. One thing we've recognized and seen from this tournament is Bucks got to get their get their shit together on the defensive end, right? And in terms of the Celtics, they're going to go as far as Kristaps goes. The team doesn't look as strong without him in that lineup. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts there
1: about Kristaps? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they lack a bit of that depth. I mean, obviously, they lost a couple of Williamses, did they? I think Horford's been playing pretty well. But, yeah, he's someone they'll really feel. I mean, you can't be playing a lot of Luke Cornett and some of these sort of guys. So, yeah, they've obviously... And Paul Porzingis is always a little bit of a worry with, with injuries and stuff like that. But... um. No, just to go back to the in-season tournament, yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, I think um, they'll probably iron out a few things next year. I know there was a few things there that they were saying, obviously, it counts for the points and against there, so it was almost a bit of an advantage for teams that were playing their last games after other teams had played because they were like, right, we know we have to get a certain amount of points. So they might have to do one of those things. Like you see... I don't know, I know you don't follow, follow soccer that much, Woods, but the, the last round of the English Premier League, they basically play all the games at the same time, and that way teams sort of, you know, can't really, you know, change things. I mean, obviously you can check scores at last time and that, but maybe that'd be a good idea for the, you know, it's hard when there's five as well, five teams, so it doesn't quite work out with the, the teams there. But no, I think all in all, it's been pretty good, and probably um, probably better than what I was thinking, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And if you look on the other side of the draw, the Pels have shown with Zion in, in form what they can do, you know? And, um, Excuse me. the Lakers, right? Let's talk about them. Um, You know, they have had an up-and-down season, but in a playoff kind of environment, when they've got to step up, they're showing what kind of team they can be. So I don't think we should worry too much about the Lakers in different form right now. What we need to worry about is how they're performing towards the end of the year when it comes playoff time. You can probably trust them to, to... to make a push, right? And we've seen uh, that. In, agreed. In, I like the
1: way Austin Reeves looked in that game against Phoenix as well. You know what you're going to get from AD and LeBron, but I thought Reeves came up, hit some timely shots near the end, and yeah, they've got a bit of a team of mixed parts, don't they? The Lakers still perhaps finding their way, but uh, yeah, bless you. But um, yeah, I like what they're doing together, and that'll be a big game for them. I mean, it's another sort of thing on LeBron's resume if they can win this. I know this isn't quite you know yeah. as important as an NBA final, but yeah, anyway. I'll- Hey, maybe, you're, maybe you're allergic to that Derek Rose jersey. Oh man, I
0: just had a few allergies today. Okay, so give, give me a then. Who, who, who you got?
1: Um, I'm going to go double upsets in those semis. I'm going to say Pacers and Pels in the final, and I'll say Pacers will win um, with scoring probably about 135 plus in both of those games. Say. So yeah, I'll say Pacers over the Pels. What about you?
0: I'm going to go Lakers and Bucks and Bucks to win. Yeah? yeah. All right, so I thought I'd talk a little bit about Chicago, right? Um, and we had a reviewer's question come through from, from Matt Beatros as well. Um, he said, boy, he's been waiting to hear, uh, hear your thoughts on what the Bulls should be doing since their downfall and what destinations the players should end up at. So let's start off there uh, and talk about your boy, Zach Levine. I know they're open to trade discussions now with mm-hmm. Zach Levine. What do you think the future holds there?
1: It's an interesting one. You know, it's hard for me to say anything bad against hence my boy, Zach, there. But I think probably if they are serious and potentially a little bit of a mini-rebuild, they do need to get rid of him now while he's still got pretty good currency. You know, he's got a Pretty good resume under his belt now with all-star games and stuff um i feel like you kind of know what you're going to get from zach levin at this stage of his career um he's always been a little bit of an underwhelming defender and i say that just given how long and athletic the guy is i always get a bit sort of peeved with guys like that there's no reason he's not undersized he doesn't have short arms he's not someone that can't jump he should be an elite defender and he's never really found that part of his game but yeah it'd be interesting to see what they can get for him on the open market um i've also heard reports that you know Caruso, someone that teams could be offering you a first rounder for. Is that someone they want to sort of get rid of there? I know you'll have some other questions, but in terms of Levine, yeah, look, I mean, I do like what he brings to the game, but I think potentially you could look at trading him and try and play some of the younger guys on this team a little bit more, guys like Io and um, you know even Kobe White and stuff like that, and potentially look to move him on. But yeah, I'd just be interested to know what his currency on the open market is now. Could you get? Could you get another decent player and a first-rounder from a team? Is that kind of what he's you know, going to get back there? Or are you looking at sort of more a first-rounder and some bit-type players? Yeah, it'd be I don't think there's a
0: huge market for him, right? Because no. the kind of contract he's on isn't very favourable, right? One. And two, is he the type of guy that contributes to winning? You know, he puts up great stats. And I know you love him, and you know you you can be a bit...
1: I do. I think ideally he's probably a number three, right? I think all the time, you know, with this Bulls team, he's been the number one or the number two. I think if he's a number three option in the team, I think that's good. Because, you know, we've shown he can be a clutch player. He can hit big shots at the end of games and that. But I think if he was playing alongside, you know, perhaps some better defenders and maybe being that third wheel there, that's probably what suits him best. But, yeah, I, I agree, though. I think he's probably his value isn't as high as maybe what some people might think.
0: Okay, so say the Bulls are now open to moving on from him, right? Mm. I mean, how far do you think this team can really go with, like, a star duo of DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic, right? I mean... They yeah. should be. They should be on the chopping block straight away as well, right? You, you know, like they need yeah, a.
1: Not very far. I mean, I believe I think Demar might be out of contract at the end of this season. There, I think with virtues another one at this stage of his career. You know what you're going to get from him. He's a pretty, pretty ordinary defender. Um, he's a big that can stretch the floor, and there's definitely a place for him in this modern NBA. But yeah, I don't think any of those three guys are really moving you towards great success there. And, one thing that does worry me a little bit about the Bulls there Woods, I don't think they've got great young talent on that team. They seem to be one of the teams that's, you know, got a lot of veteran players and a few middle-of-the-road players. And you know, I mentioned guys like Io, you know, Kobe White, I mean, it's not like Kobe White's young, he's been- Kobe White's been all right lately. He has you been know? playing well, sure. Yeah,
0: uh, Zach Levine well, has been out for the last few games,
1: hasn't he? He has been. Well, that's the funny yeah, thing. We're talking about this they, now. They've, they've actually won. They've won three in a row, but, yeah. so they're coming on a three-game win streak, I think they're eight and 14 maybe at the moment. Um. One guy as well, we're talking about younger players, someone like Patrick Williams would. So, Oh, man, I was just
0: about to say that, he, man. He seems yeah. to
1: me to be one of those players that's one year away from being good every season. So I'm not quite sure what to make of him. Is he someone that's, you know, perhaps not as good as people think, or does he just have to get a, a little bit more opportunity? But he doesn't seem to have shown it. He's had opportunities so far and hasn't quite shown it. I and mean, what are your thoughts on him?
0: I think he's a bust. I mean, Stacey King was saying on his podcast earlier this week that, you know, um, you know he's got a lot of potential. He's not a bust. He's going to get there. Because he's got, he's that prototype in the NBA that you want, you know long at Athletic, can defend multiple positions. Uh, you know, supposedly he can shoot the three. Although his yeah. stats wouldn't back that up. Yeah. You know, he's got all. He's very enticing with someone of that skill set, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's been a bust so far. How many years has it been now? Three, four years in the league, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken? I
1: fourth season now or something. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, maybe that's someone they really need, if they were, to trade Levine and maybe really give him some minutes just to see if he's going to be part of you know, the future of this team. He's,
0: he's asked for an extension, like some ridiculous mm-hmm. extension money, right? He hasn't done enough to justify a spot on that roster. Is that fair to say?
1: I think it's true. I don't think other teams are going to be throwing money at him based on what he's achieved so far. So, yeah, he may need to adjust his expectations there, I guess,
0: and let's go back to Kobe, but just quickly, right? Mm. The knock on him has been he's he's a bit of a Jordan, you know, Jordan uh, Crawford type player, right? You know, likes to likes to put put up his shots. But you know, in this new NBA, you can be a bit of a combo guard and still run the point guard position. I think he's shown that he has what it takes. Probably best off in a sixth man role long term. I feel right. Yeah. But I think it's worth investing in him. You said there's a lot of young players on this roster that are indifferent, right? Kobe White was one guy that's shown progression of late, and I think it's worth investing in him at if least
1: it, if it came to hair he'd probably be an all-star I'd say I'd say he'd be, be pretty close to that um, yeah I agree I think a six-man spot is probably the, the best for him now I mean yeah he's 23 so he's still he's still very young in terms of NBA age there um, yeah I think given that opportunity and which we've, we've seen obviously with Levine sitting out he can put up some big numbers can distribute pretty well so yeah I like him I think he's probably someone they should you know should keep there he might be a team that a player that teams are trying to get but yeah he's someone that could be you know a face of their future anyway
0: and let's not forget Lonzo Ball. You know, mm. who knows if he's ever going to come back, ever play again? The doesn't whole sound like it doesn't. It? The whole, you know, building of this roster, surrounded on, surrounded around him, playing yeah. alongside these three guys as well, and that never eventuated. It's very easy to be harsh critic of the Bulls front office, which a lot of people have been, but they haven't had all their cattle, right? And true,
1: it's yeah. um, it's one of those spots that seems to be a hard place to to get free agents. It's been like this for a while now as well. Um, yeah, you're right about Lonzo Ball. I've always kind of liked the way he plays there, and he was starting to show some improvement. I think he was an improved shooter. We know he's always been a pretty good defender as well, so it is a big break. I mean, he was obviously a big part of what they were expecting their future to be, but, I, yeah, I don't think we're going to be seeing him again from what I'm hearing.
0: Yeah, so I think they just need to lay the foundation here. They need to set a limit of time on their rebuild. If it takes three, four years, whatever. If it, yeah. it takes them that long to, you know, find a proper superstar, as you said, that can lead them forward over the next sort of decade, then it'll take three, four years. But they need to set that time frame and work towards that time frame. I think that's... To answer your question, Matt, I think that's what the Bulls should look at doing over the next few seasons, right? Um,
1: Yeah. No, thanks for the question, Matt, as well.
0: Cool, man. Um, All right. Um,
1: NBL. Shall we move on?
0: Should we spend like the
1: next half an hour talking about that Wildcats-Kings game? Or how much time can we give for that?
0: Okay, well, let's just start there, man. Why not, man? Your your boy, Bryce Cotton, is is leading the way for MVP honors now in my opinion. People say, you know, a lot of other people, CG43, you know, Alan Williams, you know, Milton Doyle, but man, Bryce has turned it around, had a 40 piece, loves playing the Kings. I know better than anybody, right? Um, Let's talk about his turnaround in form and how much of a positive impact it's had on your Wildcats.
1: Well, I think it's one of those things. He was certainly not playing his normal form. I think his last five games, I think these are his titles 41, 25, 25, 37, and 24. So, you know, a low of 24. He's still only at 37% shooting for the year, which is less than, um, sorry, over 5% less than his career average. So I think he's still got room to improve in terms of efficiency there. But um, look, I think with the way he goes, there's no surprise that, you know, the Wildcats are, are really back in form. And I think their season's right back on track now. I mean, you know, they seem to have found the roster lineups as well. Um, One thing I'd say about Bryce as well is I'm loving the passion that he's playing with, that aggression, you know, driving to the hoop, the passion that he's playing with. You've seen him in some of those home games and he's pumping up the crowd and stuff like that love when he's going about his business that way so i mean he's uh, one of the most exciting players to watch if not the most exciting player in the NBL. someone that his size it does what he does and he's one of those players when he launches one of those threes from the top of the key i'm genuinely surprised when they miss like um yeah i really am but look i really did enjoy the game i will say obviously the kings embarrassed us a little bit when perth came to to town when I went with my family when you were overseas actually but yeah it was good to see Perth um, bounce back in this one and it was a, an interesting game I was I thought it was quite a good high quality game um, some good shooting there we saw Bolden have an absolute blinder of a game didn't we um, and I think um, I think it was the first it was the highest score I think the Wildcats had scored all season as well but no very very enjoyable game I know it wasn't the result you wanted but it no, was good to watch it right?
0: was great it was great and I think. um The shooting splits you mentioned for Bryce were a lot worse after the first five games. So he's brought it back up to now to 37. So he's on that upward trajectory. So I expect that, as you said, that improvement to occur. Mm. Um, And Jonah Baldwin, what a great story. Did you expect that he'd be delivering like this so quickly upon his return? I mean, the guy's been on his laptop clicking his computer mouse on the the cryptocurrency watch for the last three years, barely picked up a basketball. For him to be at this level so quickly it's very impressive to see right i
1: mean a few people have said it i think the um nbl overtime crew might have mentioned it as well this week i mean we, he might be one and done in the nbl he might be you know if not if you can't find a spot in the NBA, which I don't see why he can't, his size, um, you know, he's sneaky big, isn't he? I mean, he's a legit, very close to seven foot. He's a yep. great shooter. He'll, you know, play well with a really good, you know, quality point guard in the NBA. But I think otherwise he'll be in, in Europe or even in Japan and yep. big money. Uh, there. I'd agree. Make the most of it woods. Buy that Bolden jersey and, and make the most of it, I guess. Yeah,
0: right. yeah, I need to get one, man. I've got to say I really like this Wildcats team. Even from the preseason, I've been saying I liked them. I love Doolittle. I love Bryce Cotton, you know I love Keanu Pinda. you know, yeah. um, I just love this team. So I've not always been the biggest keen watcher of Wildcats basketball over the years, as you know. But this team, I'd actually turn on the TV to watch them play all the time. So, so hang
1: on, are you saying that they're your second favourite team now or Cairns? No,
0: nah, Cairns still my second so favourite team, but favorite. Wildcats would be my third team to tune in to watch, man, for sure. Yeah.
1: you know who my second favourite team is, Woods?
0: Definitely not Sydney. No,
1: the Wildcats. Number one, two, <laughs> and three,
0: favorite tonight. yeah. All right, fair enough. So there's been a little bit of movement, man, um, in, in the league. Uh, obviously, we heard Coach Jacob Giacomo, a good friend of the show, was released a few weeks back, and C.J. Bruton has followed suit. So I'm just going to read a, a quick uh, quote. Uh, in a statement released on Wednesday morning, the 36ers said the club and Bruton had mutually decided to part ways. We thank C.J. for his tireless efforts both on and off the court, but we believe it's time to go in a new direction. Adelaide 36ers chief executive Nick Vibato said, if you look at the results of the last couple of years, it's been very inconsistent. We've invested a lot of resources into the club and we haven't got the outcomes that we wanted for our members or for our fans. Speak on that, man.
1: Well, mutually agreed. I'm never a big fan of those words. I mean, like... Come on, he's basically been fired and they try and put that in a press conference to make it sound better. Let's be straight up with that, right? I think teams are are doing that a lot now, you know, mutually agreed to part ways and stuff. I reckon that's BS, right? I think a a coach always wants to stay in in a team there. Um, But, yeah, look, it wasn't a massive surprise, I guess. Um, You know, that's interesting, you know, what 20% of the the league's coaches have have been um, mutually parted ways now this season. Um, Yeah, it was a pretty brutal road double last week and all the talk that is coming out that he really... Had lost the locker room a little bit there. I think he told some of the veteran players that, you know, perhaps their minutes were going to be really coming down. I think that was mentioned on the, um, uh, the NBL, um, the daily podcast today as well, that potentially guys like Sunday Detch and, um, you know, Mitch McCarron, those sort of guys that were told that they were playing less minutes there. So, look, it's a shame to see. It. He's a guy that had, you know, pretty much success everywhere that he went as a player, but it just really didn't translate it um, to his time as a coach, did it?
0: No, he didn't. and I mean, he, he didn't necessarily get the, the best uh, hand dealt to him, you know, um, in that first year with, with um, those imports that he had, uh, Dusty.
1: Well, he's gone from having the worst imports that first year, yeah. well, probably the worst imports ever, to last year having, on paper at the start of the year, three absolute guns. Obviously, one didn't work out, but, you know, Antonius, Cleveland, and Franks, I mean, you should be getting a team into the playoffs just alone with those two guys. Um, well, what did you think of their recruitment this year? I mean, not great.
0: I mean, you think about it, they they brought in Trenton Flowers to be a point guard out of position, yeah. right? Their import, um, Jamal Franklin, was let go before even the season started. Mm. Jacob Wiley, he's serviceable. I've got to yeah, admit, he's he's, good, he's a good third import, right? Yeah. Um, and then Trey Kell, we know he can play, but he, his questionable injury history has reared, reared itself again this season, after last season, right? So I don't think they've got the right pieces in place. They weren't organized at the start of the season. And in, by all reports, CJ was given, um, you know, a lot of input into those into those decisions that were made you know so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, so and that's
1: look, got a, got a fallback a bit on him right? got a fallback yeah, on him yeah. mm.
0: definitely and let's speak about the guy coming in you know sixes legend scott nines who was mm. coach for a little while i think 13 14 years ago and i can't remember what the year was but he has previously been a uh, the coach of, of the adelaide 36ers um and look to your point about this uh mutually bene- mutually uh, mutual decision between the club and the coach mm. scott nines said this about CJ CJ's pretty matter-of-fact about it and he's disappointed and we move on in his set. now CJ wouldn't be disappointed if it was, it was mutual a
1: mutual agreement 100% that's why they just said to be straight up with these things Um, firstly I hope Scott Ninnis brings back that great flat top he had back in the day I've got visions of him in that number six Adelaide Jersey driving baseline and just throwing it down on big guys so like the way he played back in the day but Woods I want to talk about that sulking that the 36ers did okay. about this road trip on the weekend okay Honestly, yeah but waiting
0: for it waiting I'm for gonna it gonna
1: be straight up I'm gonna drop the hammer on this one that was embarrassing right they had this silk. I'm not just saying it because I'm really not a fan of DJ Vasilievich, but for those guys to go to a press conference and and openly complain to the MDL for the the scheduling and everything else like that let's be honest right they had a a full day between games right and I don't think you're doing massive traveling you're talking about Adelaide going to New Zealand and Tasmania I mean I've got a a globe of the world thing up there New Zealand and Tasmania look pretty close on there to me I know there's some talk that you know maybe you can't always get direct flights from Adelaide to these places but come on that was just embarrassing the way what about the doomsday double back in the day when I was watching? that, you know, the NBL was a kid in the 80s where teams would go to Adelaide and play on the Friday night and then go to Perth and play on the Saturday night. You didn't have a night in between those games there. So I thought that came across really poorly and they were trying to almost put in a bit of an excuse for that. What, it ended up being a 35-point loss or something like that there. Um, I thought that was pretty poor form, to be honest. Like, what, your, what was your take on that?
0: Look, having that negative mindset already, and an excuse ready if they lost, you know, you could just tell. And both yeah. CJ and DJ at the press conference, it wasn't a great look. And look, to be fair, it wasn't the greatest. I, I saw what the schedule was and where their flights were and everything, it wasn't the greatest. But New Zealand have to do it all the time. I mean, Damon Larry, I think it was who said this. Um, I think Leonard Copeland might have said this. What about the New Zealand Breakers? They spent two years in this country not being able to go home, right? And they yeah. didn't complain, they just got on with it, right? Sure, it might not have been the best road trip, but at the same point, you've got to stay positive. These road trips are also an opportunity for you to bond together with your teammates, whether it be at airports, in the hotels, spend some time, build some uh, unity amongst each other, and you see the positive in it. Look, we're going to give it our all, you know? We're not going to let this um, uh, difficult road trip uh, affect our mindset towards how we approach the game. So I think um, that has to change completely. And I think DJ Vasiljevic... You know, I mean, I love the I love the guy as a Sydney King, but you know, he's a leader on this team, right? Mm. Um, and you know, he's been given a lot of responsibility, so he needs to set an example that the younger guys are going to follow, right?
1: Look, it wasn't like it was a road trip where Adelaide had to fly to Perth and then basically the next day fly to Cairns and play or something like that. You know, as I said, New Zealand to Tasmania wouldn't be the the longest flight in the world. And they had a full day in between. So, yeah, I think probably too much has spoken about that. And it's a good point you raise there. These should be the sort of things where teams, you know, galvanise and, And find that strength between them it seemed like it maybe had the absolute opposite effect this weekend with him potentially losing the locker room and everything like that so um one thing you can show i know we're going to do our prediction soon adelaide will be a lock to win this week right because the new coach theory in every sport (laughs) so that put all your money you bet your house and your your car and all your life savings on adelaide to win this week
0: I think that theory might work. Look, actually, while we're talking about that, you, we spoke about Scott and we took, talked about um, C. J. Bruton saying that he to some of the experienced vets that you know they're going to um, their court time is going to take a hit or whatever you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, right? Well, Scott and has just come out and said um, more game time will be given to young players, including Nick Marshall. Trenton Flowers, meaning tough calls on squad members. And his words were, there'll be some tough conversations there, and that's just the way it is. We've got to get better, and we've got to be able to win in a set. So I think Scott Ninnis is going to come in and straight away, uh, um, you know, make some of these changes and, and get some Sounds youth like yeah. into the team. So I think that's the right way for them to go, correct?
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: All right, let's move on to Southeast Melbourne. Um, Craig Moller with a season ending knee injury. Um, you know big sources on on the overtime show the other day he talked about some of the intangibles he brings you can't replace he's that glue guy you yep. know he can play that he plays the three spot but he can guard you know three three through five um he's the guy who doesn't do all the stuff that always shows up on the stat sheet but he's he he wins ball games for you right mm. what kind of impact is that going to have
1: yeah i mean look on paper you see Muller. he's averaging um you know i think what six points five rebounds or something like that on 42 percent shooting so not exactly amazing numbers but jump out but you know he averages around 25 minutes court time a game um as you mentioned very versatile defender then he can guard a number of positions so i think he will definitely be an important out there for southeast um you know they seem to have had a you know some issues with injuries this year all sort of unrelated ones there so a bit of a shame for them but i guess it's an opportunity for next man up and yeah obviously you know big sauce is going to probably have a little bit more um things on his shoulders his big shoulders now as well i guess Yeah,
0: look, and uh, Daniel Johnson's just left the team. Gojak Gak has come back and rejoined the team. So they've got a full roster there. One thing I want to raise with you, um, I I know Mark Worthington was saying it the other day, Chris Anstey, those guys. Do you believe Ryan Brokoff is actually retired? Do you think that if the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix put a call out to him right now and said, look, we'd like to join you on on our playoff push right now, maybe he would I mean, consider perhaps
1: it. perhaps it could be a little bit more than meets the eye with his story we know he came out last year with the, the mental health stuff and that, yes. we wish him all the best with that so maybe that's the thing there maybe he's like you know mentally and you know i think he's got a young family and that he's just not up for the the grind of doing that now he's obviously played a long time but yeah he'd be a, a pretty handy player to bring back in for a playoff series i mean you'd, you'd assume that he'd be staying fit and you know someone like him probably isn't going to lose his shooting ability overnight so yeah interesting to see if there's any, any um, thought about that later in the year
0: Yeah. Let's see how it all plays out. Um, Southeast Melbourne are going to be, you know, contenders, you know, at least to make that top four and Mm -hmm. anything can happen from there. Right. So, all right, let's move on. I want to just go through the round very quickly. I know we're recording this episode on Thursday night, the 7th of December. So you'll already know the result for the game tonight. Uh, By the time you hear this recording but um thursday night basketball cairns taipans versus sydney kings talk to me man
1: well i know you're excited for this one so your first and second teams there um yeah i think sydney kind of need a win here don't they um what have they lost two definitely man two in a row yeah Um, showing a few little sort of you know um I wouldn't say issues there, but a few things that maybe they need to sort of iron out. I, I think Sydney will win this one. But, you know, in saying that, Cairns, obviously, you know, getting that big upset. I believe that was in Melbourne last week, right? The Cairns game there. So um, I know your boy Tajir was. if he can continue to shoot like he did, you know, in that round last week, I mean, they could really go far. So I think this should be a good game, actually. I was actually, I know you're looking forward to watching it. I'll probably watch, you know, a bit of it. We've got a, I've, got a, I've got a game on tonight. I know you're ditching us, but I'll, I'll go out and try and get us a win and then come back and watch the second half. But, yeah, Sydney for me.
0: Yeah, me too. Marginally. But I mean, Cairns played so well against Melbourne last week, man, right? Yeah. And they're getting it together. I'm going to make a big call here. Patrick Miller's the second best import in this league after Bryce Cotton, man. This guy's played all over the world. He makes yeah. great decisions. He's automatic from the mid-range. What do you have, 32 points, 10 Assist the other day, you know. Um, I really like what he brings to the table. The bodyguard, right? Second
1: best yeah. import's a big call. I'd have to do a bit of thoughts about that. But yeah, I do like the way the guy that plays. I mean, he feels like he should just be on a you know an NFL field somewhere. He's just an absolute tank of a I guy. Take I take him over
0: Parker Jackson-Cartwright. I take him over Milton Doyle. Right? You know, yeah. those, those what
1: are. What the... about your high pro- high profile imports to the Kings?
0: Yeah, okay, all right, all right. Jalen Adams is in the conversation. Jalen Adams, DJ Hugger in the conversation. Okay, maybe I'm being a bit nice, <laughs> yeah. but I just think he's a fantastic player and a great oh, acquisition. he
1: tonight, and everyone's listening to this tomorrow, and when we drop the episode, he'll look like a really good call. So just leave it there. To say that he's leave it, it, day, leave it there, leave
0: it there, leave it there. Recency bias watching him play, I really enjoyed what he did against Melbourne the other day. In fact, yeah. what the Cairns Taipans did really well, coach. Hey, quickly, Josh Roberts. Oh my God, come in. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I mean, I knew this guy was going to be a double-double, walking double-double. I said in the season preview, right? Yep. The way he played in Div 1 College, he was a beast. The way he did in the uh, NBA games early in the season. And a lot of people said, Adam Ford, stroke of genius getting him into the starting lineup. My question to you, stroke of genius or bad decision to leave him on the end of the this Islam?
1: It's a good call, isn't it? Yeah, you wonder what to go with that. I mean, there hasn't been anyone said that he you know, perhaps had an injury or something else like that. But considering they did have players out, didn't they, Can So you wonder what was yep. going on there. But, yeah, it's an interesting one to throwing to the fold now. Probably a lot of teams haven't scouted him too much because he hasn't had many minutes there. So yeah, he could be an important player in that that big game tonight.
0: And you should have seen him at the press conference um, afterwards by all... Accounts, great attitude, never complained. This is his first professional gig out of college. Just nice. took it on the chin and waited for his opportunity and he was ready. And that that counts for a lot character, doesn't it? Hey,
1: just on that, have you been going into these press conferences and asking any questions this season yet? Or? No, I
0: haven't in a bit, man.
1: like Get onto it. Get onto yeah, it. You right, did right. a good job last year asking a couple of questions. So yeah, thanks, man. I should, Re- yeah. The throwback roofs, yeah. Good
0: point, good point. All right, was put tomorrow night, Friday night basketball. Yeah,
1: a very random, like 730 game time. So this, um, I know Nathan Stewie, shout out to the, the boys, of sports folks, might be loving the start time of this i mean this is a, a 4 30 start time in western australia so um yeah looking forward to this um i know we'll always give us um, a little bit of a bit of a good game down there it's a is it's a standalone as well isn't it so it's weird yep. for us to have that standalone here i think with a few standalone weeks for them um Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to tip the Wildcats coming in there, but I think um, Illawarra will probably put up a pretty good fight. I think this could be a a closer game maybe than what people might think. Yeah, I
0: think think so. They've looked good under Coach Tatum. I can't see them winning. I see Perth winning by around 10, but they'll be competitive, right? Yeah, true. All right, so Saturday we got the doubleheaders starting off uh, at Spark Arena in New Zealand versus the Tassie Jack Jumpers. Um, Who you got there? New Zealand are favourites in that one. Yeah, see that
1: will Tassie be okay flying to New Zealand it's not going to be too far <laughs> like it was for Adelaide um, is Milton Doyle out for that game I mean, yeah he is he's out so he's, he's flying out. back home for the you know, he's out. Um, yep. rest in peace for his father who's yes, passed away so he's out. yeah I mean that's that almost just makes makes me think New Zealand straight away um, you know, New Zealand are favourites for this game They're, you know, I think their last six games have been lose lost win lost win um, lost their last game in New Zealand so maybe that means a win this week but yeah I think New Zealand in this one I like watching Lamb play he's pretty entertaining yeah, so, he's awesome yeah, I'll, say, I'll say the breakers in this one
0: I'm going to go with Tassie, you know, I think they can cover Milton Doyle with Jack McVay and and others there, so uh, Tassie. Alright, Adelaide versus Cairns on Saturday, now I'm going to go with Cairns, I just think, I know you're saying the the new coach coming in etc, but uh, yeah, yeah, I I can't see, I mean they lost by what, 40 the other day or something like that, 35, you know, like, can they come back from that?
1: This, um this cans um schedule is pretty brutal isn't it they've had like they've, they've had doubles. doubles i think it's like six rounds in a row or something like that so i mean it could be good or bad and this is another thing like we mentioned i think maybe on last week's show I don't know what teams are going to put their hand up for these, you know, yeah. NBA crossover preseason type games. And like we said last time, it's the preseason for the NBA. It's you know during our season here, so this has meant a really condensed schedule for Cairns playing these double games. But no, I'm sticking with my theory, coach. The new coach theory. Um, it's interesting. There's no odds for this game, so maybe, yeah. the, oh, maybe the yeah the betting agencies are scared of the new <laughs> coach theory as well, so they don't <laughs> want to put odds on it. Yeah, but yeah, Adelaide for me. All
0: right, cool. Um, Melbourne vs Brisbane. Uh, Sunday first game of, of a doubleheader on Sunday.
1: Geez, Melbourne will be up for this game, won't they? They were sure. you know, pretty ordinary in that game Sunday against Cairns last week. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think um, potentially uh, Brisbane's bigs could could give Melbourne a little bit of trouble there. I like that three-headed monster with you know Harrison Bainesy and Big Rocco there for Brisbane. But yeah, I think probably a little bit too much on the line for Melbourne there, and they'll, they'll come out and get the win at
0: Clark may be back this week as well, which yes. will add, add add to their yeah. Um, Add to that roster, right? Yeah. And finally, I'm going out on Sunday if I can get out of Christmas shopping. I think I can. <laughs> yeah. Sydney versus Southeast uh, Melbourne Phoenix, man. Um, Sydney at home. I think. Uh, I think t- Sydney will do the doubles this this weekend. This, I think this it's week, a, this a, round. a decent
1: game, this isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah Southeast, I mean, Yeah, like you know, both teams are, are on a double, aren't they? No, sorry, um, Southeast just got the one game. Right? Yeah, Sydney's yep. on a double. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, I think probably right. Sydney will get the the two wins in a row this weekend and be right back up there. But yeah, probably, if this isn't the game of the round, it's probably close, I'd say.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think tonight's going to be the game of the round. It's going to be a really good game on the back of what uh, Cairns did against Melbourne. Um, Sydney really needing the win. It's going to be a fun game to watch tonight. Um, So almost all teams have played 14, 15 games at the end of this round. We're really pretty much at the halfway point. So, um, in- interesting storylines that lie ahead. Hey, I'm right? gonna
1: put you on the spot, Woods. You've got five seconds to answer this. Who's gonna be the next NBL expansion team? Gold Coast. Gold Coast, all right. I'm yep. gonna say, say Canva. Okay. Cool. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right, so I've got the classic packs is back. I've got awesome. the 1993 Skybox this time.
1: Yeah? Yep, yep. Have we done these before is this oh, like another one have. of the random ones? Is this a pack courtesy of our, our boy, Sid? Um, or is this one that you acquired? No, nah, it could have been from
0: someone else actually. Okay, so, nice. yeah, I can't remember you who sent this Appreciate
1: anyone me. that's sitting in the packs, you know we love doing oh, this. Man, Hopefully we you, get a good pack this week. And no getting angs, please.
0: Okay, this guy is known for his flexibility. Very flexible. Ex-Atlanta Hawks, Hawks player. Could uh, contour his bodies in many, way, in many ways.
1: A plastic man.
0: The Plastic Stacey Man, nice. Stacy oh, a great start. Oh, I remember this set well. Yeah, show me
1: the back of those woods. They're a nice looking car. Those ones, they're yeah, nice. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, that's a that's a real nice car. That's a great start. Loving them. Underrated
0: point guard um, on those Bulls championship winning teams. Played with Cleveland, the LA Clippers, the LA Lakers. Um, his sons playing, following um, following following his footsteps. Um, a guy that you had a lot of time for. Um, Played with Danny Manning and, um, you know, uh, Charles Smith on those Clippers teams. Um,
1: A point guard, you said.
0: Okay, this guy. Oh, Winston Garland. No, this guy was angry that Craig Elo guarded MJ on the shot. He, he felt he should be the one guarding MJ. He was at Cleveland at the time.
1: Interesting. Come on. on How are
0: you blanking on this one? Okay. This guy, he started on those Bulls 97, uh, those Bulls three-peat on the second three-peat. He started at the point guard position. So
1: not not B.J., he didn't play for the
0: Cougars. No. So he had Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukoc, Luke Longley, uh, this guy as well, starting. Who started? Who started at that point guard position? He's in rap lyrics. He's in rap lyrics. He's in a rap song, What's and I've like, I've he? I've I've spat the rap song before. Um, it doesn't even, uh, number four.
1: Oh, of course, Ron Harper. Yeah, sorry, blanking there. Blanket Ron there. Harper. When he was saying he wanted to guard Jordan, he was probably stuttering, so that's probably why I forgot that. But yeah, shout out to Ron Harper, and i yeah, I have Rocky's jersey, so that was a, a, a long time for me to get that clue.
0: Great center on those Blazers teams, man, in the 90s, man. Um, underrated, just a machine on the glass. Um,
1: uh, Buck, Buck Williams?
0: No, 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 no.
1: Oh, is this a rest in peace?
0: Rest in peace. He's no longer with us anymore.
1: Is he wearing like a really random number, like double zero?
0: Yes, he does. Is
1: that Mr. Duckworth. Kevin
0: uh, Duckworth. Rest in, rest in peace in, to the legend. He was
1: big man. He was a big unit. What's his um listed height and weight on that one? Was he always someone that probably looked bigger than what he was 7 supposed? foot, 280. Yeah, wow. Okay. 7 foot, 280. Okay. He'd, be had... the, he'd be the heaviest guy in the league, I think, if he was in the league yeah. 280. Wow.
0: You talk about who started at point guard on the second three-peat, okay? This guy was the starting point guard on the first three-peat. He's had a great career as a player agent after playing. Um, very intelligent, well-spoken man. John Paxson? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. John Paxson. This guy, this guy's a combo oh. guy, right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah.
1: Um, player agent, you said? Player that, agent, right? yeah. Oh, B.J. Armstrong.
0: B.J. Armstrong. Yeah. Nice. He did play the two spot, but he could slide down to the yeah, one, couldn't yeah. he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah, that all-star one resume of his is still a strange one. <coughs> Bless you again. You might be allergic to your dogwoods, you might need to, to get uh, rid of Skittles.
0: No. Nah. <laughs> I've been doing this all day, man. Okay.
1: Really?
0: Oh, good. Phoenix Suns Legend, number 23, forward. Uh, just a, see, a walking bucket played for the Lakers afterwards. You've got his jersey. You've oh, worn his Ced- jersey on the show.
1: Mr. Sabalos.
0: Cedric Sabalos.
1: Nice. I do like these cards, I gotta say. I think I might have the full set of these in one of the covers, but yeah, they're always a nice looking set, these ones.
0: This guy wrapped with Foosh Nickens, one of the most dominant big men to ever play the game.
1: So it wasn't Christian Leighton or Alonzo Mourning, it
0: was no. <laughs> Not a Christian Leighton, not Alonzo um, Mourning. Who was it? Shaq, yeah, yeah, nice. Ooh, that's
1: a nice card to get. What year is this? This is like a year, he's not a year. 93, really 94. 90, Ooh, yeah, probably like yeah, 40, so sec- 90. Yeah, second 92, season. 93 was a yeah. year, right? Nice, nice. Okay, so we've got this
0: that? great back. we got this guy's card before. One of the great shooting guards of all time. Um, you know, um. My, M- michael jordan said there's no way this guy's better than me right uh,
1: number
0: 22 Clyde drexler Clyde drexler we got his card last week i think didn't we, did, we?
1: Didn't yeah. we? yeah we did
0: nice is that a hawks player guarding in there that is it's a miami heat player uh, miami can't ha- really ha- see ha- his ha- yeah. number yeah. okay we we love this guy okay um he was named after a color because as a baby he always he turned his or? color
1: Hey, it's funny when i was looking through which jerseys i was gonna rock i was gonna i couldn't remember if i'd rock the theodore you this jersey i have I you I have answers that, but yeah you know i'm a big fan of that guy he was a, a big favorite of mine back in the day so this is an amazing pack stacy oldman blue edwards loving it
0: okay we've got a really crappy um Ooh, checklist yeah. here you Ooh, know it's
1: time to do something woods
0: yeah i can't check them on the ground because skittles is here no, but <laughs> are these are hard to rip up,
1: up? I have to rip up a car for a while so it's gone it's,
0: it's gone. gone it's gone <laughs> all right NBA on NBC special card Uh, this guy would sweat in the snow okay Pass. I'm talking about big big Patrick Ewing. Oh, nice,
1: that's a pretty cool card. And what's the the deal with that card? What are they talking Patrick about? Patrick Ewing's
0: team? numbers: twenty-eight points, ten rebounds, three block shock in Game Four versus Charlotte helped put the Hornets on the brink of elimination in the best-of-seven series that featured the matchup of Ewing versus Morning. two former Georgetown greats and friends. Morning couldn't handle his mentor in this game. However, however, as Ewing and the Knicks won a thriller, at ninety-four to ninety-two.
1: Nice, oh, good, good action card there.
0: Okay. Forward from the Miami Heat. He's not short, but he is. Oh, Grant Long. Grant Long. Number 43, right? Yep. Yeah. 43?
1: Yeah. Yep. Nice former Atlanta Hawk as well.
0: Yep. Philadelphia 76ers guard, number 12. Really liked his game. Um, quick driving point guard, left-hander with a good jump shot range.
1: Oh, Johnny Dawkins.
0: Johnny Dawkins. Always Johnny
1: Dawkins and Hersey Hawkins. So that's yeah, good. and I'm sweet. loving that old Philly jersey on that one, too.
0: That was a really good pack. That, those that jerseys was, remind me of Clarence Weatherspoon, by the way. I, I remember him, him wearing. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah, that was a really good pack there. So what do we have? We had Patrick Ewing, we had Shaq, we had a couple of my favourites in Stacey Aldman, Theodore Blue Edwards... Um, No real obscure players there, right? No, Kevin
0: Duckworth, BJ Armstrong, Ron Harper, that's a really good pack, man, you know? That makes up for that bad one we had
1: the other week, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Alright, man, it's been a really good episode, Um, a lot of exciting things to come, Uh, obviously the summer break's coming now, we're going to have a 100th special episode, Um, why don't you take the audience out quickly with, uh, you know, all that jazz, where we can be found, followed, Patreon, all that. yeah. yeah,
1: so... We can be followed on Twitter. So how about I start calling it X next year after the hundredth episode? So we'll still call it Twitter for now. Yep. Um, Throwbacks Hoops um, on Instagram. We're at Throwback Hoops, um, and of course our email, ThrowbackHoopsPodcast at gmail um, I'm sure Woods will be posting these cool jerseys that I'm rocking. Them. I don't think you did last week's one. I haven't, man. man? I've been traveling for work. I apologize. And, uh, we'll, we'll put those yep. out when you're sitting home watching the game. When I'm sweating, running up and down the court tonight, and then I'll get these ones through you because I'm sure people would love to see a Hershey ball sure. throwback there. Um, obviously Patreon. We mentioned this before, but if you know if you like the podcast and you're willing to pledge a little bit of support to us for a couple of dollars a month it'd be much appreciated and would help us with all the expenses um associated with the podcast um yeah that's about it right
0: yeah that's it man really excited about uh you know what's what's to come over the next few weeks um once again thanks to all our uh loyal supporters and and listeners um and until next week from robbie i and the throwback oops crew peace out